Alrighty, folks. Hello and welcome to this episode of Burning Bridges Podcast with Uncle Riles. I'm your host, the man, Uncle Riles himself. Today's date, May 5th, 2021. You know, yesterday uh, is always one of my favorite days of the year, May 4th. You know, for all of us Star Wars nerds out there, may the 4th be with you. Uh, you know, with me, I'm 26 years old. I grew up watching Star Wars at my grandma Bumgarner's on her old 1980s box TV that looked like it probably weighed like 200 pounds. Uh, you know, Star Wars on the old VHS tapes. And then growing up, I think I was, uh, yeah, maybe kindergarten, uh, yeah, or preschool still in 1999, you know, when the prequels came out with episode one, which, it, it, and here's the thing, I could, you know, I was going to start off uh, this podcast talking about the, the, the draft and kind of giving my sports take, which I kind of alluded to in my introductory episode I was real happy with the draft not not so much with just you know obviously I think there's a lot of good players that are going to have an opportunity to you know take their talents to the next level but I just think with the overall production you know of the the way ESPN covered it to the city of Cleveland uh you know kind of in, in in the way that they you know made a good atmosphere for fans to come in you know even under uh, COVID protocols, I think it was awesome. But obviously, start off here, uh, you know, with, with with May the 4th be with you. That was yesterday. You know, it always opens up, you know, for, for all the Star Wars haters to come on. You know, I was kind of alluding to when some of those episodes came out when I was a kid. And, and I always tell this to folks, I mean, episodes 1, 2, and 3, and 7 through 9 are not going to be as good as 4, 5, and 6. And, and I think that people just need to appreciate that there was, you know, a time where, like, uh, you know, the, it's especially with J.J. Abrams, and I, I don't remember the other dude who directed episode eight. Uh, I was just, you know, just be thankful that, hey, there's folks that want to come out here and continue to, uh, you know, ha- create Star Wars content that we can consume. And obviously you could, I mean, people just get all sorts of critical, especially with with episode nine. Like, how did the Emperor survive? There's no way he would have survived that fall in episode six and, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's a little goofy with Palpatine, like, hooked up to the giant robotic arm like he's half alive but still is you know you know pulling all the 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 you know the puppet strings and you know in the background but i always tell folks hey you know when it comes to to you know one through three and seven through nine just be thankful hey you got some content to consume it nothing was gonna top four five and six and people gotta understand that there's nothing that was gonna beat the the quality of those films and i you know pick it between four five and six i mean i just think that the the drama that came from episode five when it, you know when the, when you know Luke I am your father like I think that was a curveball that nobody saw coming so the dramatic effect like you're not gonna top that with any of these other films and so obviously yesterday may the fourth be with you uh, Jeff Pendleton if you're listening uh, shout out to Jeff um, a good friend of mine uh, went to Bowling Green uh, with him uh, big Star Wars fan. Uh, so Jeff, if you're if you're listening, um, biggest Star Wars fan I know. Favorite day of the year. I actually don't even know if I sent you any memes yesterday, or which is actually disappointing on my uh, my part. Um, so yeah, that's my kind of rant with Star Wars. You know, one thing I'll say here, if you guys listen to the introductory podcast, is that with me doing it by myself, there's going to be some times there's going to be awkward silence because obviously if I'm doing a podcast, I'm gonna you know enjoy a brewski or something like that. Which yesterday I was actually pretty happy because. Uh, coming down here to Texas, leaving the Raleigh area. Up in Raleigh, there's these uh, stores that I only thought were in the Triangle area. They're called Total Wine. 
Uh, basically, it's a mixture of all these different like craft brews and wine uh, and cigars. And so when quarantine first started, uh, my friend Savannah, who I had mentioned, she's the teacher I'd mentioned in the, the, the podcast before this, she had got a house up by um, up by the airport in, in, in uh, Raleigh, Raleigh area, and there's a lot of nice different stores and restaurants over there. And, and so there's one of those total wine stores there. So we, we usually go there. We'd spend Friday nights at her, her place, you know, go have a, a brewski, a couple cigars, you know, maybe, you know, play some beer pong, get a little banged up, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, and so I fell in love with those total wine stores, just going there. Cause you could walk around and just all the different, you like the build your own six packs you're looking through and they just got shelves of all these different beers you could pick. So I'm going to get my old oil change yesterday down here in Texas, and I look right across the street. There's a there's a Total Wine, and I thought I, I guess it's a chain. I don't know. Maybe they're only in North Carolina and Texas, but this beer I got here, uh, I just took my first sip of it. It's pretty good. Golden Road Brewing. Hang on, I got I'm trying to take the koozie off. Golden Road Brewing Mango Cart Mango Wheat Ale. I'd say that this is definitely a quality brewski. This is one that I bought yesterday so definitely um and and i say all that because there's going to be times like that where there's going to be a pause and it's because hey you know i gotta if sometimes i get going i start talking about to take a drink of water or you know i gotta finish this beer uh before it gets cold so obviously here if you're still listening uh thank you for taking the time to to join in hopefully uh whether you're you're driving to work or uh you know, you're sitting on the you know back porch having a stogie and you know ripping a cup of whiskey. Uh, hopefully, this uh, podcast finds you well. So obviously, here uh, and what I've talked before is you know obviously me being a big sports fan, uh, I, I like talking about sports. I, I think that sports really brings people together, uh, gives folks a lot of stuff to look forward to. I mean, especially in my time. Uh, I would say, you know, leaving Ohio and coming to North Carolina with, with work and being around a lot of different people. I think sports is kind of that one thing that unites us because we all take pride a lot of times in, like, the teams that are from, like, our hometown area. Or, like, it, it didn't have to be from your hometown. Like, my friend Jacob, uh, who's, you know, lived in Raleigh, he's in Charlotte now. Uh, he's a big LSU, New Orleans Saints fan. And so people ask me, like, dude, like, you grew up in – Cary, North Carolina, like, why do you like LSU? Like, why why are you so big on the Saints? He's, you know, he's got family, uh, you know, down from that area. So, you know, always big with, with you know, talking with sports because I think it's a good way to, to kind of unite folks, bring people together. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm always a fan, uh, you know, of that and, and everything, especially from the, the social aspect. I, mean, I tell people football season is my favorite time of the year because uh, either you're doing tailgates or even with this past year, bringing folks in I, you know we throw up a couple tvs in my living room and say hey we can't go anywhere for tailgates or anything like that so let's come over let's let's cook some breakfast game start at noon let's start drinking mimosas at 11 30 and just see where the day takes us and uh you know as always sports are kind of cool you know it's a good social event to to bring people together and i uh you know i'm actually you know in texas right now and then i'll actually be and, and you guys will uh you know, I'll continue to do this podcast when I go there, but I'll actually be uh, going um, overseas and I'll be in Korea a little bit for work. Uh, so I kind of it kind of stinks because right as kind of folks are starting to get vaccinated and stadiums are open back up, I know you know you know Roy Cooper or you know, I like to call him Coop, 
you know, God bless his soul, you know, back in North Carolina, he says that, you know, probably by June 1st, uh, all the different restrictions and whatnot are going to be lifted. So hopefully if NHL playoffs are still going on, then uh, my team, the Carolina Hurricanes, will hopefully be able to get to host a full capacity playoff game. I mean, maybe they might have to make the Stanley Cup at that point to, to have PNC be at, you know, full capacity at about 19,000. Uh, or maybe it's 17,000. Ashley Knowles, if you're listening, uh, you can correct me on that, and I will make the uh, proper adjustment in the next podcast. So, yeah, I kind of stakes you with sports as I'm leaving, but that's just me being you know, personal, being selfish. So that's that. So, hey, so you're starting off today to talking about the NFL draft. You know, we're about, uh, about a week out, and, and, and I've got a lot of good things to say about the draft, not necessarily just – the players that get drafted, but just the, the, the way that I think the, the content was distributed uh, by ESPN. I mean, one thing that I, I loved was I think that throughout the different channels, like there was one channel where I think they had uh, Swagoo, Mina Kimes, Laura Rutledge, you know, covering it the entire time. And then another channel, like at ABC, they had the College Game Day crew covering. I'm a huge, I would say, with sports with me, I mean, I, I'm a huge college football fan and, and growing up in Ohio uh, right there by Toledo I mean you're you, you come out of the womb and it's like hey you're either cheering for Ohio State or you're cheering for Michigan you know you got those select few that uh you know that definitely are going to be you know cheering for 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 Notre Dame and, and you know Michigan State and some of those other teams so um, I loved the the fact that they did that that they had you know Reese Davis Herbie Dez David Pollock on there, you know, doing doing their coverage for for the entire time. And then, as I've kind of alluded to before, I think this, it was awesome to see the city of Cleveland host that. Now, for me, like with my background, growing up around Toledo, it's it's a weird dynamic where it's like you're in Ohio, but you live closer to Detroit than Cleveland. So, like me, it was kind of brought up like, uh, you know, my grandma had ten brothers and sisters. Like growing up, they would always go to Tigers games. Like, I I think. And, and my dad, if he's listening, he's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure my great-uncle Gary or great-uncle Jim, one of those guys, like, saw Mickey Mantle play at, like, one of Mickey Mantle's first games ever uh, was with, like, saw him play in Tiger Stadium. Sorry, I kind of paused there for a second. I got distracted looking down on my phone. And I guess that'll be another thing, <laughs> me doing this podcast by myself. There, you know, there's there's going to be those awkward pauses. So apologize if that happens. Um, but but back to kind of getting to Cleveland. But like my grandpa Lane, he was a huge Browns fan. Uh, he passed away when I was in second grade. But I remember there was one point. I, you know, my grandpa Lane passed away in 2002, and I think sometime like 2004, 2005. My brother Coop, who's now 18, one day at my grandma's, my grandma Lane had all of my grandpa's Brown stuff. And gave it to Cooper. Now, growing up, it was in, in our house. It was Ohio State football and Tigers baseball, and the Lions and the Browns were so god awful that, like, I remember my dad, you know, telling me he's like, "Hey, you don't have to cheer for those teams you don't want to." So I actually kind of became a Colts fan because we were close to the Indiana border. We get the CBS channel in Fort Wayne, so like, I remember my first game being a Colts fan. That I was like, "Oh, I'm a Colts fan." It was when the Colts played in the AFC Championship, and I don't know, like 2000. I don't remember what year it was. I just remember it was like a blizzard in Foxborough, and you know the the Colts got demolished, and so that's kind of you know. And then growing up, you know, Coop kind of became a Browns fan. So I say all of that because I think 
I, I kind of have somewhat of a connection to Cleveland, but then even with going to Bowling Green, a lot of my good friends are all like huge Brown fans. So I kind of, in a sense, like with NFL, I'm kind of like, I, I told this to folks, I have a Joey Harrington Lions jersey and I have a Brian Robisky Bears jersey that I both bought each of those off of eBay for like 20 bucks. And it just depends on the Sunday um, that I will wear, you know, whether my, my Browns or my Lions stuff. So I think that it was cool to see Cleveland get to host the draft. I love a couple of my good friends got got to go there. You know, my, my friend Garrett, who actually I, I feel bad because he just moved to North Carolina. I went to BG with him. And as he started to get settled in, I'm kind of on my way out. Uh, good uh, guy, I know Ryan Tuttle was, was there at the was there at the draft. I mean, they were right up there, you know, close to the stage. So cool to see the the city of Cleveland hosting. I wish that, although I think they did a good job with with COVID and they had some people in there. I, I wish it was like during a not COVID year because like remember that year they did it in Nashville in 2019. I mean, that was an absolute riot. And so I kind of wish you know it would have been cool to see Cleveland. You know, get packed like that. But but talking with folks, I, I saw a dude on Twitter mention that the vibe he got downtown from just like the amount of people and saw he was like, hey, this is like a, you know, an NBA Finals or, uh, you know, World Series type feel. Which I would say that the draft is probably the best thing that's happened in Cleveland since the Cubs won Game Seven back in 2016. So you know, enough with that. You know, now talking about you know some some of the players and whatnot. It, this is the the thing I, I tell folks. I mean, folks get all sorts of worked up, uh, you know, what the, the potential and stuff. And here's here's the thing, folks. As much as we want to come in and say, well, you know, Justin Fields is, isn't or isn't built for the NFL. And, you know, Mac Jones is only good because he was under the system at, with Nick Saban and New England. Like, well, folks, we don't have a single clue what who how these players are going to do. Like, I you know, nobody like – I can tell you, fast forward the clock back 10 years ago, nobody thought, or whenever Aaron Rodgers got drafted out of Cal, like nobody thought he was going to be a good quarterback. I, I think that with the draft, with all these players, it's like Yahtzee. You're just rolling the dice. And, you, I mean, who who knows what's going to happen? It's either it's either going to, you know, turn into, you know, to be a – you know, you're going to be hosting the Lombardi Trophy on that first Sunday in February, or you're going to be sitting there at 6 and 10, you know, eating Cheetos and ice cream on the couch, you know, watching the watching your other buddies play in the playoffs. So, you know, we, you know, really doesn't, it just, it just depends. Like, I, I pulled up here, obviously, you did a little bit of research for me to come on here, so I'm not totally wasting your guys' time. Uh, but I've got, yeah, I'm sorry. I had to take another sip of this. This brewski, this mango, it's pretty. It's pretty damn good. Uh, for those of you listening, I'd say they get Golden Road Brewing Mango Cart Mango Wheat Ale. Um, yeah, definitely pretty good. Um, for those of you that are from Raleigh area that are listening, I actually uh, before this podcast, I actually ripped through an old Tuffy. Um, I I had a, uh, some old Tuffies left from you know, back in Raleigh before I left. So I brought those down here to Texas. So uh, definitely uh, drank one of those today um, in remembrance of you guys. So taking a look here, uh, and, and, you know, obviously we all know Trevor Lawrence is going, is going to be the be the top pick. And, and I wish the guy the best. Uh, I think a class act with me being an Ohio State guy, you ask any of my friends. I've had my fair share of, you know, talking crap about Clemson, uh, it, it, and whatnot, but I mean, at the end of the day, Dabo's class guy, 
Trevor's a class guy. Yeah, I don't know what Dabo was was thinking when he's like, "Oh, I'm going to rank Ohio State," you know, you know, at eleventh in the poll. There, I mean, there there's certain things that that maybe people shouldn't say, but hey, class guy nonetheless. Here, here's another gamble uh, at number two: New York Jets. Uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy. I try to Zach Wilson. I, I really this goes back to what I said earlier. You just really don't know, and I'd like to think that okay, the Jets have kind of been a dumpster fire. Uh, the you know the last couple years. I mean, I, th- I remember that one year and Rex Ryan was their coach, and I went toe to toe with the Steelers in the AFC Championship, and they really just haven't they haven't gotten back to that that kind of glory since then. But I I like to think that there's enough smart people in that organization that is some done some type of research to look and say, hey, that's the guy. Because I'm telling you, I, I that's a roll of the dice right there. Because I get it, hey, he's playing BYU. You know they their schedule, and it's different. Like with college schedule, you just you just don't know. But that's that's a roll of the dice right there. BYU, you know Zach Wilson isn't going up against the same opponents that Mac Attack, Mac Jones is, or Justin Fields, or even like Sam Ellinger or Kyle Trask. So it'd be curious to see. That's a roll of the dice. Same with the with the 49ers. Um, you know Trey Lance. I've never watched the guy play. Uh, you know, but just kind of look at it and listen it to, you know, some of the other folks, ESPN reporters saying whatnot. I, th- I think that the 49ers have got a good shot with them. But then scrolling through here, you know, at four with the, you know, with the Falcons, uh, with Kyle Pitts, uh, with, with me too, you know, talking about followed sports. I'm kind of a, uh, in a sense, a bandwagon Florida fan. It all started last year. I actually got offered to go to the Florida-Georgia game down in, Actually, here we go. Notification. Jordan Franks just came through. Uh, Orioles' John Means throws no-hitter versus Mariners for franchise. First individual no-hitter since Jim Palmer in 1969. So, heard it here first there. Jordan Franks, one of my good friends, the dude that actually kind of like, I guess, inspired me to start this podcast. Uh, big Orioles fan. So, breaking news there. Uh, good good for the Orioles. Uh, I... I don't mind the Orioles too much. Actually, the last playoff game that was in Detroit, uh, I was there in 2014 when the Orioles swept the Tigers. So, not really salty about that. Detroit, I mean, when you have Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, and David Price, and you get swept, I mean, there's just nothing you can do about that. Um, So, back to Florida, though. So, kind of, you know, my good friend, Sean Titus, that I, I work with, he was on a deployment. He was, you know, before he left, he kind of joked. He's like, "Hey, you should go to a Florida game for me." And I was like, "Hell no, I ain't doing that. He'd kick rocks." Uh, but then I got offered to go to the Florida Georgia game. So, and I had a blast. I wore a Florida shirt. Uh, you know, Florida unfortunately lost, but I say all that because the Jordan Franks and his brother Jeremy are both big time Florida fans. Uh, then you know Stephanie Bronchick, uh, you know another another friend from Raleigh who went to Florida. You know, there were a couple times we we'd get together and would and would watch, uh, you know, certain certain games and whatnot, and so kind of a Florida fan. I like Kyle Pitts. Uh, it's too bad he didn't play in that LSU game because I think he really he really could have helped them. You know, in, in terms of you know if Florida wins that LSU game, you know. They're going to the playoff, uh, no doubt. So wish the best for for Kyle Pitts. 
Uh, going through here, uh, it's, it's it's hard for for the nasty natty to to pass on Jamar Chase due to that that idea of joining Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow back in Cincinnati. I know a lot of folks wanted to see that, and and you know folks wanted at least some of the folks in Cincinnati wanted them to take. Uh, I you're gonna laugh at me with the that I, I'm gonna jack up the pronunciation of this name, but uh, Penny uh, Sewell, the tackle from Oregon that that my Lions took, and a lot of um, Pitt, or Cincinnati fans wanted wanted him to get drafted. So, you know, we'll see there. You know, hopefully, you know, with 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 Joe Burrow, uh, you, that's another guy. You wish the best. You hate to see him with the with the knee injury. Uh, you know, to have that happen, you have to have that season. You know, end the way he did. But hopefully, with with there, they've got enough pieces for the offensive line that hey, they get some explosive offense going in there. Because realistically, it's it's you know with with Roethlisberger probably having, with this being his last year, you know the powers are kind of up to grabs there in the NFC North. Now, Jordan Frank's going to come on here. He's going to go on this huge tirade about you know hey it's all about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and and yeah J.K. Dobbins and all that stuff. But I I think that hey the Bengals can get a couple pieces here that they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. And then here we go at number 11, the Chicago Bears, Monsters of the Midway. And I was sitting here, you know, when J. Money Fields didn't get taken at number three, I was like, well, I don't know where he's going to fall. And then obviously I was actually out to dinner with somebody, and we were at a, a sports bar down here, and we were watching the draft. And when I saw that the Giants traded up to – traded with Chicago so Chicago could get the 11th pick, I was like, yep, that's got to be J. Money. Uh, and, and, and so too, it's you know we'll have to we'll have to see. I, I think that Justin's obviously got some some good tools. Hopefully, I really don't know exactly what Chicago's offensive line looks like. I would like to think that hopefully he gets enough protection. I think Justin is somewhat in terms of playing in the elements. He's a little bit more accustomed to it than like a, like a Mac Jones who's going to be going up to New England. You know, he might be in for a surprise there playing up in the in the cold up in Foxborough. But you know, with 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 Jay Money, I think he's I think he's got a good arm, and you wish the guy the best in terms of you know his ability to be able to to scramble to get out of the pocket. Uh, scrolling down through here, let's see, uh, Mac Jones at fifteen, uh, uh, Kadarius Tony for the Giants, uh, Dirty Mike, Mikey G. If you're listening, I know you're pretty fired up about this, with you know with the, with the Giants getting uh, Kitty Galladay and you know not having Kadarius Tony on there. Uh, hopefully be a, a good a good combo there for for the for the Giants. Uh, here's here's the thing for for all my brownies out there. Uh, Najee Harris could be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I think a, a good kid got his good head on his shoulders, good work ethic. Here's the thing with all those guys coming out of Alabama, and I think the edge that they have is that the work ethic that those guys have instilled in them, and just I think there's a culture at Alabama where they. It's just natural for them to hey I'm gonna work I'm gonna work hard do my thing I'm not looking for pats on the backs so I'm just gonna you know I know what my talents are I'm gonna go out there and show them to the entire league and I think that Najee Harris is definitely one of those guys I mean wouldn't be surprised if I don't just in size wise if he does, I mean obviously doesn't have the build that Derrick Henry has come out of Alabama but Najee Harris definitely could have that kind of impact that. Derrick Henry has had. 
Uh, taking a look here, uh, 25, the, you know, Jacksonville getting two picks in the first round and reuniting, uh, you know, Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence with, with Travis Etienne. So, I, you know, it was always funny looking at some of the, when they were doing the universities or doing the different pro days and seeing that, you know, Urban Meyer going to, uh, Jack or to Clemson and having the show like him and Dabo talking, I was like, man, if I could have been a fly on the wall during those conversations, uh, you know, with just some of the things that Dabo said about Ohio State in the past, uh, you know, when Urban was the coach, there was a guy, and there's a Clemson. Let me look through here. What a Clemson's good alignment. Uh, let me see if I could find his name uh, that I think was drafted in the second round. Uh, yeah, Jackson Jackson Carmen here, the 46 pick that actually went to the Bengals. Get back to the the Dabo and Urban kind of rivalry in a sense. I don't know all the the, the backstory on this, but when Jackson Carmen he went to Fairfield High School, which is outside of the Nasty Natty uh, in Ohio, and there was a it, from it, it, like I said, don't quote me on this, but there was a big discrepancy that he was supposed to go to Ohio State, and then Dabo went up there and started telling him like, hey, Urban's not the guy kind of guy I want to play for, stuff like that. It somehow convinced this kid to, to commit to Clemson. So there's a big, you know, issue with that and whatnot. But I just found it, it you know, it's interesting there that, you know, Urban's like, obviously he's going to take Trevor for the for the first pick. But, you know, I think it goes back to what I was saying about with Najee Harris and Alabama. And I think some of those Clemson guys have that workout that kind of instilled in them that Urban knows, hey, I know what I'm going to get with this guy. This guy's going to show up, come to the weight room, study his film, do what he's got to do. To, to be able to make a to be able to make a good impact here on the team. So, you know, take a look there with the draft. Uh, you know, and I could scroll down here and, and, and go on for a while. And I realistically I don't want to waste your guys' time because once I get into to, you know, rounds, you know, four through seven, I mean I know some of these guys, like, you know, Ali McNeil, NC State guy, you know, he he got to go to, you know, to my team, the Lions. Um, you know, I think that there's with every draft, there's a couple snubs, and you know, off the top of my head, I can't really think of any right now. But it, it was good to to see that just this year with being able to host a draft. I mean, I think last year, you know, with it, whoever would when the draft came out virtually last year, I think that was like a point in COVID where like we were we were all we all missed live sports. We all like missed having that connection. And I remember like when the draft started last year, and like the part with Fauci that came on, and he was like. Well, you know, if, if we continue to social distance and you all do, you know, wear your mask and continue to do what you got to do, that maybe we can have fans in the stadium, you know, once, you know, once the season rolls around at the start of September, you know, it, 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 people were just looking for anything to cling on for hope. And I think that now you, you fast forward a year later and people are, are excited to see, hey, folks are getting vaccinated, they're getting their shots. And most of these governors are now coming out. And start to say that hey, you know, by this date, you know, restrictions are going to be lifted and 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 whatnot. So, overall, satisfied with the draft. That's kind of my my short take on it. You know, just by looking through it and some of the the players that I that I saw. I, just in this year, I don't think there was as many snubs, draft snubs as I thought. I think the players that were supposed to get drafted got drafted. I really don't think there was a whole lot of folks that were like. Hey, I really think I should be taking rounds one through seven, and they end up finding themselves signing as a unrestricted free agent. So, overall, happy with it. You know, looking looking forward to the NFL season kicking off here. Like I said, kind of sad. You know, I'll be 
most days over in Korea, it'll be Monday morning, you know, and some of these games are getting ready for the for the um, the one o'clock kickoff. So probably going to have a, you know, on my phone, try to have a pull of YouTube TV or something and, and be able to watch some of those games. So that's about all I have for the draft. Uh, another thing I was going to cover, kind of discussing here because I got to hit on it earlier, is just the uh, – as we're looking forward to to football season, and I, and I, and I like that a lot of these with, with COVID, and, and it looks like we're getting to that point where we're going to be able to have full stadiums again. And that's one thing I, I think that we really missed this year is when you didn't have the fans, you didn't have that that home field advantage. And like one game that stands out that stands out to me, being in Ohio State. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this too for those of you that are listening with with me on this on this podcast. I tell everyone who my teams are: Ohio State, Tigers, Lions, and you know, kind of bandwagon with the Browns, Carolina Hurricanes from living in Raleigh, NC State living in Raleigh. And, and I'm going to talk about those teams on here, but the biggest thing too is I don't want this to be a show where like I'm just a homer for like Ohio State and the Tigers because like you guys deserve like better content than some dude just coming on here talking about you know Ohio State this and Ohio State that and, and everything. But back to like the home field advantage portion. I mean, this year Ohio State played at Penn State, and I and I tell folks that I get when Ohio State goes on the road, I get anxiety when they play at three different places, and that is. When they play at Iowa, when they play at Wisconsin, when they play at Penn State, I'm telling you guys that whiteout. Like, there's, I don't think there's anything else like that uh, in terms of you know when they when they go in there and they do the little oh 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 we are Penn State. That's just they got the top little pom pom towels and everything, and it's 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 the the atmosphere is like that. That I think that it's going to be so beneficial for for fans to be able to take part in that you know the the tailgating on campuses being able to to, to go back out um one thing too i also interesting last night uh, for maybe some of you that saw that the houston astros went and had a playing a series out there at the you know yankee stadium in the bronx and the, the big thing now, you know, last year was kind of like the Astro shame tour, even though there was no fans or anything. So some other fans are continuing that at the shame tour this year. And you should have, I mean, Yankee Stadium, I think I saw the tweet. They only have like 25% capacity, but it sounded like that place was 75% full. Just the, the when the boo was like when Altuve and, and whatnot, when he came up to bat, the people booing, I mean, it was loud. Uh, you know, I think Dirty Mike sent me a video of it. You know, Dirty Mike, I'm assuming you guys, he will be on here at some point. Big, big Yankees fan. Like, like he's a bigger Yankees fan than I am Ohio State fan. Uh, one of my favorite memories with Dirty Mike, we were at, I think, so it was the year that Houston cheated. And they were playing the Yankees in the ALCS. It was game six. And the Yankees were down, and uh, we were up. Actually, maybe the game was even an extra innings. I don't remember. It was late, though. We were at Jaywalks, and Jaywalk went to bed, and she was tired. It was just Anthony, Mike, and myself all watching. Now, when I'm watching these Yankees games, like Anthony, Mike, like I'll get fired up for, you know, for the Yankees. Like I'll I'll cheer for for my buddy's team. Like when the Tigers and the Yankees are playing the playoffs, that's a different story. But watching these games with Dirty Mike and, and Anthony, hell yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get fired up. Uh, and I remember DJ Mayhew, I think it was maybe it was top of the ninth, two outs, two strikes, and hit a two-run home run to tie it. And, I mean, Mike and Anthony, I wish I had it on video. I mean, we went just absolutely nuts, hugging each other in the living room, jumping up and down. 
going crazy. Uh, you know, the, you know, the Yankees unfortunately lost that game, but Dirty Mike, huge Yankees fan. So with that too, you know, good to see, you know, fans kind of coming coming back in. And then obviously too, you know, we take a look here as a country, uh, you know, as we're kind of, you know, taking a turn on COVID. You know, I haven't looked at the, the recent numbers, uh, the statistics, but just kind of look at the headlines. It looks like there's more people are getting vaccinated. The numbers are going down. One thing that does kind of stand out, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't read into it a whole lot. Maybe I will and touch on it in the next podcast, but the cases in India are like going like through the roof. And like, I guess, I think I saw something the other day, it was like 120 deaths per hour or something like that. Uh, you know, so there's still, there's still part, you know, parts of the world that are still struggling from this. And, you know, and my hope is that, you know, they able to, the United States can play their part and be able to distribute a vaccine and, you know, get it to, to, to where we can, we can help those, those folks over there in, in any way possible. But, you know, taking a look as the, the country kind of turns, I, I, I think it just the mental health aspect of it, you know, folks, are, you know, life kind of getting back to normal. And I never want to downplay it because uh, I think all of us, there's people out there that have, that have lost loved ones, um, you know, due to COVID. And, and, and fortunately for me, there's uh, no immediate, immediate family that I have that's been, you know, deeply affected by it, you know, by, you know, contracting COVID or, or, or anything like that. Because, you know, there's some people that they get it, and, like they don't even know they have it. They just, you know, maybe we're supposed to do like a mandatory test and they get the nose swab, that the swab that gets stuck up and goes all the way up to their brain. Um, and they're like, oh, you tested positive for COVID and they're like completely asymptomatic. You know, there's other folks that, you know, they're in the hospital for two weeks or, you know, they, you know, maybe pass away from it. And, and that was, I had, I had to catch myself, I guess, in the spirit of transparency here in the, in the beginning, because in a sense, I, I unfortunately caught myself like asking that question, like not asking if like, I knew COVID was real, but asking the question, Hey, is it worth, you know, the amount of shutdowns? Like, is it worth it? Like, Hey, like, I, you know, it was one of those people, unfortunately, it was like, hey, you know, people have the choice. If they want to go out and do whatever they want to do, like, then they should be able to do it. Um, and and so in, in saying that, that, like, I never want to downplay COVID. Obviously, I think there's some things that maybe could have been handled differently in terms of lockdown. I mean, there's people that lost their businesses that I think, you know, could have stayed open. You take a look at other states like Texas and Florida who – were mostly open during the entire time, and 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 from what I've heard and read, that Florida's numbers are actually um, were actually pretty good in terms of you know controlling the virus. And everybody's saying, "Oh, DeSantis is running the state in the ground," and you know he comes out and was like, "No, man, actually, you know, I'm doing, you know, we're we're protecting the population that needs to be protected, and the population that we think is is going to be safe until the vaccine is out." You know, they're going out and, and, and doing their thing. So, I, you know, I, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm kind of looking, you know, in my hotel room doing this podcast and even looking out here, you know, kind of this downtown area, you know, you know, it's good to see people out and about, people riding scooters and, and whatnot. And it just makes me happy that we're kind of, we're, we're, we're taking the turn and things are kind of getting back to normal in, in a sense. And I, and I look forward to being able to see you know, just being a sports fan, fans back in the stadium. You know, I look forward, you know, whenever I come back, you know, get to come back from my, my, my time in Korea, you know, getting good, uh, hopefully a Ohio State game or, you know, getting to go up there, uh, you know, off of Trinity Road, 
in Raleigh, go to Carver Friendly Stadium and 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 catch a game and to be able to you know, just kind of hang out with friends and enjoy those things that we used to enjoy. And so, you know, I think that's about with with COVID, I think that's pretty much all I got to say about that. But that's gonna wrap it up here for today's episode. Um, you know, for those of you that have been listening, you know, I, I, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And, you know, I obviously kinda with this podcasting, you know, Frankie was always saying, Hey, you know, I think this is something you could do. So I'm going out and trying it and, and obviously I as I'm sitting here and even talking, I like I'm like playing back in my head, like, oh man, like, you know, you could have said that different or sometimes I say the same phrases like like, yo, you know this, you know that. And obviously I have my ums in there and whatnot. And, and, and as I do this, I become a, a, a better communicator. I think that all of us humans, we all have good ideas inside of us that when we share, we can benefit somebody's life in some other way. And, and, and whether that's with this, like, hey, you know, maybe with this episode, we talk about the draft or whatnot. Somebody might, might you know, get a kick out of, out of listening to this or, you know, this might be some good content for somebody to listen to, you know, on, on the way to work. I mean, we all have so many good ideas. That's what I think with technology these days and just in the country that we live in, you know, with the right of free speech, that, hey, the, the platform to be able to share this. I mean, this was so easy. You know, today was the day I put the podcast on Spotify. Super easy process. Uh, going through a website called uh, RSS Feeds. Go through there, upload it, copy the link to Spotify. I remember when I when I uploaded to Spotify, they're like send me a message like, "Hey, okay, you know, thanks for uh, for sharing this. Yeah, your podcast will be up in like a couple hours." And I was like, "Damn it! Like, like I want to see it now." And so, but then it was up in like twenty minutes. Like they gave me a link that you could like copy and paste, and I just like twenty minutes later, I like pasted it, and boom, it was there. So, you know, hopefully, as I continue to to do this especially with, you know, by, by myself, continue to obviously become a better communicator, a better speaker, uh, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, at the end of the day, becoming a better person uh, be, because of this and, and coming on here and being able to share ideas and let other folks come on here, you know, as a, as a platform. Uh, I sent a text, the link to a couple of my friends. Um, let's pull it up here. Jordan Lee, uh, she told me she wants, she needs some cardio content. So, you know, I could come on here. I mean, cardio, I, with, with me, I'm kind of a tall, skinny kind of guy. So cardio kind of comes easy. Uh, I went through my phases where I loved running. And then I, I kind of got burnt out from running a little bit. So I stopped. And now I'm kind of getting, kind of getting back in the kick of it. Um, actually, here, uh, Kyle Dub, uh, he commented some. I actually should have talked about this earlier. Kyle, huge Green Bay Packers fan. So, Kyle, if you're listening, wish the best for you for – Aaron Rodgers and, and that whole debacle. Uh, hopefully you can you know, get a chance to see Aaron actually plan on in, in Lambo on Sundays and not just on the TV hosting Jeopardy on Tuesday nights, you know, for, for this upcoming season. And, and yeah, so that's some, yeah, probably next podcast, maybe I'll talk about cardio. I really don't know what I'm going to say, you know, just saying, Hey, make sure you stretch, put in some good music. I've been a big treadmill guy lately because with like when I go on the treadmill, like it I'm, it helps me keep a pace. Like when I go outside, I'm too undisciplined now. Where like I'll run for like five hundred meters and like stop and walk. But on the treadmill, like it helps me kind of keep that that constant pace on there. So yeah, but that's all I got for you guys today. So you know, next um, podcast coming up. I mean, right now, I don't know what I'm gonna what I'm gonna talk about. I mean, realistically, today the the COVID stuff. I just. For for some reason that kind of, that kind of hit me, you know. I want to come in here and touch a little bit on the draft, 
because you know, that's still kind of fresh. I uh, would look forward to I know it's a while away, uh, but I'm ready for college football to get started up. And, you know, maybe pull it up through and, and kind of give a – you take a look at, you know, what the, the top 25 is. I mean, I, I will tell you, with looking forward to college football this season, I think a force to be reckoned with, uh, Georgia Dogs coming through. I think JT Daniels got a lot to prove. And a lot of folks don't know this yet. If you haven't looked at the schedule, first Saturday of the season, I don't know if it's a Saturday or if it's a Sunday, um, Clemson and Georgia are going to meet in Charlotte. Uh, for I think it's like the Duke Mayo Classic kickoff or something. I mean, that is a – Barn burner for uh, you know season you know for this season in, in game number one and then you know take it a look there maybe you know pull up the schedule and, and give a preview and just kind of discuss on on what I think there and then you know we got NHL playoffs coming up NBA playoffs I think I saw today the Lakers are the right now if the play if the playoffs started today the Lakers be the seventh seed you know we know LeBron's coming off an injury and stuff like that so but yeah uh, you know probably some more content coming here in the next couple of days. You know, as I get here, I mean, I love doing this. Like, I look, like, you know, looking forward. I mean, I made that introductory episode earlier today, and I was like, all right, I want to already get down, sit down, and just start going, you know, with this episode. So I, I maybe I'll do one a day. Maybe I'll do one every other day. I really don't know. Like I said in the introductory podcast, I'm going to get out here. I'm going to talk. I'm going to have a brewski or two. You know, maybe, you know, at some point if I get my computer outside, maybe enjoy a stogie uh, and, a, and a glass of Tennessee honey. While I'm, you know, getting to talk with you guys. So uh, appreciate you listening. This is the Burning Bridges podcast with Uncle Riles. I am your host, Uncle Riles himself. Have a good night.